tough, tough night for the Phoenix Suns. The winning streak ends here. They lose 99-95 to on a home game against the Dallas Mavericks in which the Dallas Mavericks lose Duka, Luka Doncic in the first three minutes. Matthew is the first time in Luka Doncic's career he scored zero points in a game, leaving with an injury. Spencer Dinwiddie goes for 37 points. DeAndre Ayton grabs 20 rebounds, but misses the two most important rebounds of the game, and the Suns lose. Yeah, I was going to say these jerseys look a lot better when we're winning. Um, and then in the first quarter, we were going to win. And then we just ended up not winning the game. No one can make a fucking shot. You have your hot Aiton takes that, that are going to come. You might think, Jamsters, it would be me. It's going to be John tonight. Oh yeah. John, oh yeah john's gonna own them uh so sit, sit back relax don't look on twitter just watch us <laughs> i was yelling at my tv about it i was yelling at my I tv know, I, I was i, I know how you pissed. get and I, when i saw those tweets i'm like oh dude i i know how he's gonna come on here i know how he's gonna be before we start the pod i was like oh john is it okay if i come <laughs> in on the pod tonight uh, yeah, plenty to talk about on this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. So for those of you who are watching us along live, feel free to let us know how you're feeling in the chat. I can already see it's popping off with, you know, some people who are saying, hey, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. It's not Aiden. And I got other people saying <laughs> like Roomba, Roomba mentality. DA is a candy ass. <laughs> you know, it's just like it is. It's, it's back and forth. It, it's, it's back and forth. The, the great is. DA debate is back, baby. He comes back finally, and the great DA debate is back. So we're going to cover that on this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review wherever you're consuming this podcast. If you are listening, pop on over to Apple, give us a five star review. We appreciate that. Uh, I'm going to be pounding. This ice cold beer because Lord knows I've earned it. Uh, Matthew's drinking water and he's drinking corn water. So pop him if you got him, Suns fans. Let's talk about this loss to the Dallas Mavericks, a team all of a sudden we can't fucking beat. Suns lose 99 to 95 critical game. In my opinion, kind of a turning point opportunity game. You get Deandre Ayton back healthy. You got Chris Paul's out there. You got Cameron Johnson. You're playing against the Dallas Mavericks who entered the game 25 and 24, just like the Phoenix Suns. And it brings me to my first question. Matthew, I got to ask. Matthew, I got to ask. What are your thoughts on DeAndre Ayton's performance in this game? We'll deal with DA in a second. Okay, we'll deal okay. with DA in a second. I got to ask. I had something written down. Um, it's, oh, it's the only thing on your mind, I know. Yeah, well, you know, again, the disadvantage of doing a podcast directly after a game is you're still frustrated and emotional. Uh, but what were your thoughts when Luka Doncic went out? You see him roll his ankle. How'd you feel? Um, you know, it was, I don't know, nothing. I didn't think it was a big deal. He does this all the time. Uh, he has those lower leg issues every game. Uh, I mean, every season he has some issue. 
He kind of escaped it this season. He's going to be an all-star starter. He's played very well. He came in in his shape. So I wasn't like, oh, typical Doncic, right? You know, he's going to be out a couple games. He's going to be out of shape and all this shit. No, he just a couple games off. He's not going to come back and risk it. He knows Booker's out. But then the worst part about it, I don't know if it's worse hearing about Doncic in the game or that he's not playing in the game. Because we were reminded an, a million times, I feel like, throughout this whole game that Doncic was not playing. The, the Mavericks were without their best player. Spencer Dinwiddie is playing like Luka Doncic. So, I mean, that kind of got annoying after the fact. You going yeah. back, tweeting back and forth there? You handling huh? Oh, things? yeah. Yeah, Dan Duarte <laughs> just called us pussies on Twitter. So, Oh, Dan, come on, man. We're yeah. supposed to go to Applebee's, dude. It's just yeah, you weird. guys – yeah, I know it's not real, but it's if you real, if you challenge Dan in any way, shape, or form on Twitter, he results to the a third grader. So, uh, have fun being a third grader, Dan. That's what you're best at doing. Um, that and cussing on your podcast. So, yeah, with Luke, with, with Luka Doncic going down, it's frustrating because you want to beat the Mavericks at their at their best, right? Like you know that the Mavericks fans are going to be out there and they're going to be saying all of the stuff that they say. And I was hanging on the subreddit stakeout and and i'll tell you you know it's it wasn't as aggressive as i thought it was going to be relative to how the phoenix suns lost to this team in game seven last year uh they, they you know when luca went down they obviously were distraught and they you're like oh great there goes the franchise you know because they know what they have in luka Doncic. but you see him go down you never want to see that uh you never want to see a superstar like Luka Doncic go down. Didn't look too serious, and that's that's the good thing coming out of this is it didn't look too serious. And I think that you know moving forward, it's I, I honestly feel this is more of a precautionary thing for the Dallas Mavericks, don't you? Yeah, it's it's something that a lot of teams are going to be doing this season. Is if there's like kind of an injury, like you know a little tweak here or there, the guys aren't going to return or force it. They're not. They're so close right now in the standings in the West. Where if you do miss this game, if Luca misses this game and you know they go on to lose, not a big deal. If I mean if he were to play this game, we might have won. If Aiden didn't play this game, we might have won. You know what I mean? So it's always mm-hmm. it's always up in the air with these guys. Um, I think this is safe just to rest these guys. The Suns have done it all season long. I feel like Booker can probably be back if he wants to, but we're really taking our time because we know what the goal is and we see the standings. The Suns, the, the Coach Monty's like he's like yeah, last season. A lot of fun, but we know where we're at in the standings. We get a top six seed, keep these guys healthy. The Mavericks are thinking the same exact thing, along with all the other Western teams. So, um, I'm not surprised at all. Do you think How's that the Sun, Do you think that the Suns are holding off on Devin Booker just for that reason? They might. I think the thing is with his hamstring, it's it, it's always one of those things where it comes back. It's like every other every other season. Um, he'll 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 be out a few weeks here or there, maybe a few games. Last playoffs he was out, but he had to come back quickly. He's always playing hurt with it, so why not just take the time this year to really make sure it's as best as it can be before he comes back. And it's not going to be full strength, but it's going to be good enough to last him the rest of the year through the playoffs. They were saying potentially that Booker could come back next week. Do you think that's too soon? No, man. Like they said, the reevaluate right towards the end of the year or yeah. towards the end of the month. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're getting there. I actually was going to predict that he would be back for this game or the next game. Just, you know, like the way Chris Paul came back, Chris Paul was like, oh, he's in the lineup. Oh, Chris Paul's here. You know what I mean? Like it just, they, they just put these guys back in when they're ready. There's no real, there's not a real timetable for them. 
So I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back in a week or so. I mean, I know they have to reevaluate him, but I feel like when he's reevaluated, like, yeah, you're good to go, and he's going to be back in the game. Well, knowing Devin Booker and considering the shape that he's in, and that that's one of the little annoying things about watching this game. How many times they mentioned Luka Doncic went down? They didn't like they showed Devin Booker once, maybe <laughs> like the yeah, I know. no yeah. understanding and credit to the fact that we are hampered too. Everyone's like, oh, my they God. did talk. They did talk about Booker, but a little yeah. bit. Like, campaign, yeah, I, I don't count Landry Shamit. Um, you know, but it's it's interesting because I think that when they reevaluate, I think Booker's he's one of those guys. He's a competitor. He's rearing to go. He's rearing to go. And like the all star break is so close. It's it, it's three weeks out, though, you know, so we need these wins, though. Like you have Devin Booker tonight. You have a win, in my opinion. And I think there's no doubt about that. The Suns, for some, for some reason, whenever we play the Dallas Mavericks, we have these long, long stretches where we literally can't hit a shot. It's like I've never seen anything like it with one team and it's just like this recent this recent thing it's like the the uh phoenix suns turn into brett mayer from the dallas cowboys who had like the yips right kicking field goal all of a sudden he couldn't make extra Same points. As, yeah yeah well, very parallel it's like you look at the suns the second quarter the team shoots six of 25 from the field and two of 11 from beyond the arc so 24 percent from the field 18.2% from beyond the arc. They score 16 points in the quarter. They only give up 22. I mean, you got to understand, in this game, the Dallas Mavericks are kind of shell-shocked. They lose Duka, Luka Doncic. They got to figure out what to do. Spencer Dinwiddie starts to carry them, and but the rest of the team doesn't. I mean, they score 22 points in that second quarter. Spencer Dinwiddie has 10 of them. So yeah. he, he carries on, but everyone else is shell-shocked. And the Suns just can't take advantage you, you would think shell shock but they look so chill out there Dinwiddie looks so chill the second quarter was just a mess I think it kind of started towards the end of the first when the bench came in and they let like a 10-0 run happen and I think it happened within 50 seconds or something crazy like that and there was a tie game Suns were dominating the first quarter second quarter they only shot 24 percent the Mavericks shot 42 percent but they only made two more shots so free throw free throws being more physical they look like they were owning the Suns. And when that happens, I always think, I'm like, are the Suns going to make another shot? I get kind of scared because it does turn into one of those games where it's like, reminds you of game seven in a way. It reminds you of a lot of games last playoffs where they just could not hit a shot. And you're like, you're hanging, you're hanging on to like dear life with every shot they jack up there. Cameron Johnson might be the only one you can trust. Um, it's yeah. Chris Paul's getting to the rim. But like, even then, like, you realize too, like there's this a different kind of scenario. It's you know, Aiden's back. A lot of adjustments have to be made. The Suns were on a run there till Aiden got back. Um, so I think the offense is kind of adjusting to that. It's a little bit more slowed down, but the first quarter, man, they've been on fire. And I think that they're like the last six, five or six games, they they're like leading or set third in the league right now when it comes to three point percentage in the first quarter mm -hmm. shooting at 50 plus percent. So they come in hot, man. And then as soon as they kind of just drizzle out a little bit and then the guys can't hit a shot, they get in their own heads and you can kind of see it. Oh I, yeah. I know we, we beat them game one, but you can kind of see it. It's always still there. It's like, fuck, like we gotta, we gotta get out in front of this team by 10 or 15. Cause 
we don't want to go down on the wire with Luka Doncic or without. Like this, this Mavericks team always looks cooler than the Suns. They look like they've been there, done that, and they have been there and they've done that against the Suns already. Yeah, they have that confidence, and the Suns will continue to have that schizophrenic thought in the back of their mind that when they play this team and things aren't going right, that and they can't stop or they can't hit any shots, that they're not that they can't get out of it. And and shame on the Suns. You know, during that stretch that I mentioned in the second quarter, the offense it just it, it, it was atrocious. They it was like Wainwright right three after Wainwright three. And I just I'm like, what am I watching here? They were literally running like no place for Mikhail Bridges, who has looked amazing over the past, you know, week and a half. He's averaging 20 something points a game. They're not running any sets for him. They're literally just oh uh, uh uh look ish wainwright our two-way player he's wide open get him the ball and that's what they do they get him the ball and then he shoots threes they miss and it's like i'm like i've seen this script before it wasn't until like cam johnson made a layup and like dave queen dave queen dave king tweeted it out not the first time <laughs> dave king tweeted out he's like jason kidd called a timeout after that son's 2-0 run because he made a layup because you know, you could feel that momentum. It was so vital in the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Like they looked so good in that first quarter, 32 points in that first quarter. And in that second quarter, they end up scoring just 16 points. And then from there, it was an uphill scr- struggle. We didn't gain. And, and it shouldn't have been, it shouldn't have been Matthew. It shouldn't have. That's the frustrating thing. We've been losing a lot of ways this season tonight. To get back to 500, to be 25 and 25, was one of the most frustrating losses of, of the year for me. It really yeah, was. It I was. Yeah, it was. I honestly think, though, we, we'll look back on this game, and I know it is the Mavericks, and I know DeAndre's back, but it's about adjustments. We told each other, we told everyone on the, on the pod, like, it's going to take some time for Cameron Johnson. He came in hot already. He already looks good, right? DeAndre Ayton's back from being sick with Cameron Johnson, with Mikhail, with Chris Paul. When you have those four on the floor... You're like, all right, this is going to be a good-looking offense. But it's almost like the Mavericks would take out Mikhail and Cameron Johnson for like a half a quarter where they would just disappear. You had no idea where they were. A lot of it was Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton playing off of each other. And then the other guy on the court, Cameron Johnson and Mikhail Bridges kind of disappear, go stand in the corner. That was one thing that happened to Mikhail a lot in this game where he just was not ball-dominant like he was in the last four or five games. And it's going to take some adjustments. So I know we're going to get into a lot of shit tonight about what what happened, what we saw, but I really do think that we're just going to have to see how this rides out. And the whole thing was a fucking mess because DA's back and his game is just so different from anything else we saw in the last four games without him. Yeah, and I think it's... If they're uh, focusing think, on him. Well, I think it's about time that, that, we, did, that we did that drop. Watch. All right, DeAndre Ayton tonight, 31 minutes played, 19 points, 20 rebounds, Matthew. What a man, dude. 20 rebounds for DeAndre Ayton in 31 minutes played. Six of 20 from the field to get those 19 points. Six of 20 from the field. So tell, tell me what you saw. Do you want to go first? I feel like I always go first with him. Like, do you want to go? Oh, because... I'll go. I'll go. All right, go ahead. You know, so I, I tweeted it out. You know, I, I pretty much said, when it comes to DeAndre Ayton tonight, 
He's playing like ass. Anyone who thinks otherwise, you clearly use Braille and someone's reading you this tweet. That's what I said because what I saw from him tonight, he had 20 boards, yes. You know why he had 20 boards, Matthew? Because no one he had 20 boards. He had 20 boards because they were playing against an unbelievably small front line. He they were all there for him. And to his credit, he went and he grabbed them. But you know what? He also missed two key rebounds at the very end of this game that allowed offensive rebounds following free throws that gave extra possessions to the Dallas Mavericks, and this team ultimately lost by two possessions. Okay, so if you want to sit there and go, well, you know, the rebounds, if you were to stat look and you look at these rebounds, it's like, all right, so Black Sunday, $10 in the Super Chat. We really appreciate this. It says, I don't give a fuck what Aiton stat line was. His rebounds and points had no impact on the game. Also, it was horrible on defense. Suddenly, we look back and struggle when he comes back. I agree with every word right there. That's my frustration. Okay? His his rebounds were handed to him, essentially. Uh, when the Dallas Mavericks drove to the hoop, he was no defensive impact whatsoever, in my opinion. He was 6 of 20 from the field, which is ridiculous, especially considering how many... It's not like he's chucking threes. He's He's missing bunnies he's missing they're, they're showing the shot chart and they're all inside of the 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 cylinder they're, they're, they're the restricted area and he's missing those he starts off the game with some bad hat passes where he's literally just he's throwing the ball to cp3 and he just throws it right out of bounds you know like cp3 is like whoa dude like where, where are you throwing the ball you know and some of the comments that i saw on twitter well you know he's rusty he's rusty you know, Cam Johnson was supposed to be rusty when he came back, and he's a shooter. He didn't look; he hasn't looked rusty. I don't want to hear this rusty shit from our $30 million franchise center. I don't want to hear it. Charles Barkley, eight needs to be the guy. He needs to go for 25 a night. He's playing out there against munchkins. Why is he missing all these, these middies? And the icing on the cake for me, Matthew, the icing on the cake is after a play where Ish Wainwright alley-oops him the ball mm-hmm. and he tries to like lay it in instead of, it's a clear dunk. Just dunk the shit, man. Key possession. Where he misses the, the, the layup. The Mavericks go down. They hit a three-point shot, a five-point swing right there. The next possession, Chris Paul dishes him the ball on the interior. He's got a pin down. He passes it out to Ish Wainwright and Ish Wainwright passes the ball. What does DeAndre Ayton do? This. Shoot the fucking ball! You can hear it on the TV screen. He claps his hands at Ish Wainwright and yells at him to shoot. Fuck you, DeAndre Ayton. No one gives a shit what you think they should be doing. Make a fucking jump shot. Quit doing fadeaway 12-footers when you're trying to back down Dwight fucking Powell. You're not out there against Steven Adams who's throwing a, a, a forearm shiver into your back and is pushing you off your spot. You're not that back there trying to back down the garbage truck that is Jonas Valanciunas. It's Dwight fucking pal. And you're doing fadeaway jumpers and missing them at will. Fuck your rust. I don't care. Abysmal, abysmal. We lost this game because of DeAndre. There's no doubt in my mind. No doubt in my mind. We lost this game because of DeAndre fucking Aiden. Whew. That was good. I didn't turn on the TikTok camera. Sorry, dude. <laughs> oh, I gotta say that all again. No, I think I think it's all true. Um, maybe I'm buying too much into the rust thing where I'm like, when he comes back, but it's not the rust. I think it's just a situation of having this offense back together again. That's what I'm looking at it as. But 
the thing is, DA didn't miss a ton of easy ass shots. His hook shots weren't really hook shots. They were like push shots from like six feet out too far away from the rim. You know what I mean? Like they were just mm-hmm. way too short. Wasn't the right kind of shot in that situation. The one thing that did bug me was the Ish Wainwright thing. I kind of felt bad for bad for Ish because like I forget his name on Twitter. Is it like David Nash or something? He's a big yeah. Suns. Did you see the thing where he talked, where he showed, um, I think it was two plays in a row where DeAndre Ayton was upset at Ish for shooting the three twice. It was two possessions in a row. Yeah, that, that was in the second quarter. Physically see him upset, and he showed like Booker was aiming towards for, towards Aiden to talk to him or something. So next time he came in was different. So Aiden was upset that he was shooting those threes, I guess. I don't know. It did look like it. And then now he's telling him to shoot the fucking ball. And that was so loud. Where it's like, I had I don't think I've ever heard a, like Kobe even yell at a teammate like that. You know what I mean? Like kind of show him up in front of everybody and like he shoot the fucking ball when he actually puts you back in good position. Like, do you want the ball? Do you not want the ball? It's tough, dude. And you can even tell with the TNT broadcast, like everyone just has such a different opinion with Aiden. Aiden's multiple personalities are kind of rubbing off on everybody where we're just like in different dimensions now where none of it makes any sense. Um, yeah. I think what Barkley was saying when he has time to actually talk because they get cut off every time. Oh, yeah. Like a little smart remark. It's like, let him just finish saying what he's saying because I want to hear. And Barkley's been right about this all season long. He started from the beginning of the season saying this, that it depends on all this. It relies on Aiden to get to the championship. To For the Suns to win, they have to rely on Aiden. And he's like, Dwight Powell's down there. Why are you not bouncing this guy around? Mm-hmm. Aiden did become a little bit more physical and get to the free throw line and miss his free throws, but it took him like three or four times to actually do that. Right. I don't, whether or not they were actually fouls, who knows, but it was so easy around the room or it could have been. And we talk about this all the time, the aggression that he needs to have against Powell. Mm-hmm. But when they're staying on the TNT broadcast and like, they just don't know either. And then Barkley's like, they will have to rely on him. Yeah, we do. But this is just different, though. The offense is just so fucked when it's with just Aiton. If you're focusing on him, it slows down everything. There's not a real pace. If he's a fourth or fifth option, it looks a lot better. But when you're really forcing it to him and the shots aren't going, you lose the game quickly. It gets out of hand very, very fast. Agree. And and this game didn't necessarily get out of hand. It was always close because the level of the competition we were playing allowed it to be close. But And I've said it before. like I don't care if DeAndre Aiton misses 14 shots i want him to take 20 so it's like now i see what it feels like to have him take you know 20 shots and miss 14 of them because the the degree of difficulty on his shot is so much harder than it needs to be and that's what drives me crazy he has no flow to his game he's got no flow that's a great way to put it. he's got no flow it's choppy it's gross it's like me out there playing you know and and i and i take a look at some of the the (laughs) the comments in the chat and God bless you guys for listening to my rants. Like I shouldn't be allowed to even do this. Um, yeah. Corey Flynn's like feisty tonight, <laughs> uh, you know, but like the big warthog hog has a point, you know, DA played well in the final five minutes. He didn't lose us the game though. Our bench and Craig were trash. You know, my, my retort to that again is like literally look at the last two, you know, opportunities at the free throw line where DA he's like jumping up and hitting the ball up. Like he's playing volleyball, just, and and our bench tonight, this is what I'll say. <clears throat> How many people played off our bench tonight, Matthew? Everybody. Yeah, everybody. I, like, I feel like I saw everybody One, out there. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight people played on, off of our bench. No more. Damian Lee had the most minutes with 18. B- 
Biombo had 10. Ish Wainwright had 13. Dario Sarch had three of the ugliest minutes I've ever seen. So there was no consistency with our bench. Monty Williams was literally trying to figure out something that worked and nothing was working. And he didn't allow anyone the opportunity to stay out there long enough to try to get into a rhythm. So th- there, there is multiple factors as to why we lost this game. There, there's no doubt about it. But again, I'm not going to point at, I don't know, Dwayne Washington Jr., who had two points in five minutes and is a two-way player. I'm going to point to our $30 million franchise center and be like, hey, can you make some of those shots? You know, and again, like, I don't want to hear you. You missed three games because you were sick. I don't care. Like, if I go to work tomorrow and I've been and I called off for three days and I go in and I just have like a bad work day and like I start fucking things up. Everyone's like, well, you know, he's a little rusty at work today. You know, you got to give him about four or five work days and John will be back into it. No, like, that's not how it works. And I don't make nearly that much money. Yeah, dude, the chemistry on this team when he's not playing it just makes sense out there. The offense looks good. Defense is fine. Aiden's defense was terrible tonight. He was very late to getting to Powell every time down in the paint. It wasn't just the rebounding. It was just trying to follow him in the paint and catch up with them. He was always behind him, it seemed like. But when Aiden comes in, it just destroys a lot. What you saw without Aiden was just, it was pure joy, I feel like, from the Suns franchise just being on the floor, all the, all those players were just having a good time. When you enter Aiden, you just see and you feel a different kind of sense of being. I don't it's know a what it is. Vibe, right? It's, it's a, a different to- vibe. It's a totally different vibe. I don't know what it is. Um, and he did, he and he did lose the game for us. He missed all those shots. They were easy fucking shots. And whether or not he just had an off night, that's fine. But I've never seen that many missed shots in my life that close to the rim. But he did lose the game for us. But I'm just saying, dude. I give this team maybe five or six games when Booker gets back from that starting point on to see what they look like. If it's stuff like this, where there's just a weird vibe and Aiton's yelling at people to shoot the fucking ball and stuff, you know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. Like it's going to get really strange and it's going to get back to the way it was before he was hurt. Cause we were like, we were in a dark place with him playing on the team, trying to carry this team. I haven't felt that way in a while. It was bad. I hated these fucking uniforms. I hated these uniforms. I hated everything about this team. He goes out. We have Chris Paul. Mikhail Bridges, his possessions are up. I just, I loved what I was seeing. Now I'm just like, I don't want to see this again. And he could have won us a game. He could have made all those shots and we would have been talking differently, but it's just, it's a different vibe. It would have been just a different vibe. pink. I would have been so happy <laughs> if DeAndre Ayton had just like come out. And, and again, like you look at the first quarter and my notes, literally the first quarter, some bad passes behind CP3. Um, like a cokehead, he was fantastic on the glass. And then I wrote his hook shot was short all night. And then I started, you yeah. know, just going, you know, it's like yelling, shoot the fucking ball at Wayne right after passing out of an interior play. Kindly shut the fuck up, sir. It's just. Again, it's it's one of those things where you're right. Like from a flow standpoint, this team just looks completely different when DeAndre Ayton's out there. It's almost like, and another thing that I notice is like CP3. These past couple games with CP3 out there, Mikael Bridges being kind of the primary score as we wait for Devin Booker to re- to come back, and with Busy and Jock Landell, CP3 was flowing in these last few games, and I feel like. Quite a few times, he would pass the ball to DeAndre Ayton, and we saw what happened, and he just starts going into that, I'm not passing it to him thing. Like, he really starts doing that. Last game, he was doing, like, 
in between the legs while in like while driving to the rim passes to Bismack Biombo and he's like hitting his little shot, you know, like he's doing the fun creative stuff. He's doing it was the happy. whip around pass. He was ha- it was like happy basketball, right? It was it was, it was super happy. It's just like it's like very rigid. Like we're supposed to get the ball to this guy because he wants the ball and he's supposed to have the ball. And then yeah. when he gets the ball, he doesn't do what he's supposed to do with the ball. It's just it's a big mess, and I, I think a lot of what's happening on the offensive end is. The screens and stuff are kind of like, I don't know. It's just, it's weird to watch when he's back now. It's, I kind of enjoy not him because we do Aiden watch him. I watch him all the time. I've been watching other basketball games. It's nice not to watch him just because I focus so much on him and what he's doing. Yeah. Um, well, he's a $30 just, million dollar center. We should. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Um, But we'll see, man. I'm still giving him more time. I know it's a shit show. Well, and of, I also said that he will. probably won't be here past the trade deadline. I feel like he might be out. I said that before. But I'm just gonna see how this team plays with him. I just don't want him to be the focal, po- the the main focus anymore. Even when Booker comes back, I want him to be the fourth guy, right behind Chris Paul, Mikhail Bridges, our fifth guy behind Cameron. Wish Johnson we could pay too. him as the fourth or fifth guy. I know, but like if he can be that guy just the rest of the year, I'm fine with that. Just don't fuck up this offense because it was looking so good. Black Sunday in the ch- in the chat says Jock Sarge and busy rotating is way more lethal, but we're forced to play Aiden because the money we paid him. It's like a Zeke thing, right? Jerry Jones has to play Zeke because of that money. Well, and again, this is the other side of hard, right? Like what I said on the last podcast, I knew this was coming. I knew this was coming. I'm like, he's going to come out. He's going to have a bad game. We're all going to piss off. And then like, I had no idea that I would be as pissed off as I am. But that being said, that rotation right there, Jock Sarge and busy gets us nowhere in the playoffs. Deandre Ayton at least has the talent to get us somewhere in the playoffs. Cause we've seen what it looks like when he's focused. He looks different though. You know what I mean? Like he looked a little bit more focused because he was getting so much attention. It was just so crazy and so weird. I just don't think he he's used to that. Maybe he heard comments from EJ. Maybe he's been hearing stuff. So he's trying to prove himself. But the thing is like his game just doesn't match what the Suns have because the Suns, they make sense without him because they understand the game and he just kind of messes things up. But we'll see, man. I give it a few more, few more games, six, six games. When Book okay. Up. Six games. That's what we'll give him. Six games. A lot of eight and eight till then. And now this message from DraftKings. Four NFL teams, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Not a new customer? You can feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Take your shot on an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg. You add up to 100%. We're really looking forward to that AFC championship game between Burrow and Mahomes. Should be a hell of a tosser. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championships and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. Let's talk about Cameron Johnson. Lights. Cameron. Action. Cameron Johnson looked absolutely fantastic tonight. He really did. 33 minutes played. He was 8 of 12 from the field, 5 of 7 from beyond the arc, 22 points, 8 rebounds, 1 block as well. It's nice to have him back, man. He looked, doesn't look rusty. 
No, not at all. He uh, should have had that shot. When Chris Paul went up for the layup at the end of the game, I thought they were going to try to run a pick or something to set him up at the top of the at the top of the three just to knock it down because he's on fire, man. He he just has the balls really to shoot anything. And he's ready for it, man. He's all business. But I think that one Chris Paul laying that it cut it to one point. Yeah, that's good. You play the foul game. But just Cameron Payne was on fire. Oh, my God. Please forgive Cameron, me, Cameron Johnson, Johnson, dude. Good How, Lord. What is my problem? Oh, cut have off. Mercy, dude. Cut off. Have mercy. Cameron Johnson should have shot that. Like he's just, he's on fire right now, man. I, he lands on his ass way too much. He's on his ass. Like he lands on it. He doesn't slide into it. He doesn't fall gently. He just lands on his ass too many times. He needs to chill out on that, man. Yeah. You know, again, they were saying on the subreddit stakeout a little bit, how, um, how he was flopping around a little bit and I, I'm with you. Like, I, I don't know why Cameron Johnson found, found himself on the ground as much as, as he did. I don't want him to be on the ground as much as he did. You know, <laughs> yeah, last yeah, thing yeah. we need is him to go down and get hurt. Last thing we need, because he's playing great. He's automatic. He's so good. Automatic. And they actually tried that on the very last play when the Suns were down four, because we missed a rebound. And then we had a, you know, someone said again. that was the jocks. Um, Tory Craig's fault. I watched it a few times. I feel like it was um, definitely DA. I mean, Tory Craig had it. Tory Craig had it, but oh, DA, maybe he like, knocked it away in. from DA. He knocked it. He knocked it. No, no. DA knocked it away from Tory Craig, oh, okay. bounced it up in the air, and then couldn't grab it. You see Monty's <laughs> face after that? Oh, God. They, he was so, he's, all, he's like, motherfucker. He's like, I'm so dejected. I'm so fucking, de- that the one thing you can't do? I'm so dejected right now. I'm so mad at you. So how do you do it? <laughs> he's doing it the whole time he's talking to him. He wasn't with any of his lips. But take like, a to a thousand pieces. He's like, I'm just gonna tear that ass up. No, it's you know, again, I think that but what, what we've received from Cameron Johnson, we talked about a lot on the last podcast. It's something that's definitely gonna be beneficial for this team moving forward. And it was just it, you know, 22 points. I mean, that guy is a bucket. And it was between him and I, I think another thing that really disappointed me in this game. Uh, was simply the fact that Mikhail Bridges, who ended with 16 points, they they didn't run any plays for him, like I said. And he, it's somebody who he, they've been running plays for him, and we've seen him be productive. He had two points at halftime. You know, he ended up scoring all of his uh, points primarily in that fourth quarter. He had six of his his uh, points in the in the fourth, and 14 of them were in the second half. Why? Like... DeAndre Ayton comes back and they're like, all right, listen, you're now our fifth option again, buddy. So I was listening to um I was listening to Joe House on Bill Simmons. And they were talking about Ruri Hachimara. And I don't know if you heard it, but um Yeah, he's a every other day guy. Every other day guy. And they yeah. were show showcasing him really for a trade. And all of a sudden, like Mikhail, and this is on Mikhail, I don't think. I think Mikhail just needs to handle the ball more. And I think he got the ball towards the second second half, or in the second half towards the end, maybe. Um, he was handling the ball more. Chris Paul kind of deferred to him, which was nice because it got him more in a group. I think he had four points in. He needs the ball a lot more. But maybe, not to go back to Aiden again, but maybe Monty's just like, because Aiden got so many fucking touches, right? Yeah. So maybe Monty's like, well, obviously the weakness for the Mavericks is their, the interior. their interior. I just maybe they're showcasing Aiden, see what he can do. I'm just saying because his his value drops so much, where no one gives a shit and no one wants to trade for him. So maybe he's like, maybe we got to give him the ball more because 
the stupid thing to do. I know the interior, that's fine. Getting working, but the way Mikhail was playing with the ball, he needs the ball in his hand a lot, dude. He was he was second on the team with Chris Paul. He had about 80 processions per game without eight DeAndre Ayton. Even with DeAndre Ayton, he was third. So he needs to have the ball a lot more. They waited too long, man. And then Mikhail was kind of doing those fadeaway shots across the lane. I'm like, shit, don't don't start doing that stuff again, man. Get into your spots. Yeah. Shoot it with confidence. I don't want the old Mikhail back, man. I want him to have the ball a lot. He knows what to do with it. Well, he knows exactly what to do with it. You know, when when you look at the offense, the way it's structured right now, until Booker's back, like that's still a bunch of points and shot attempts open. Somebody needs to be taking those. And they, again, like I know that Monty Williams isn't like, all right, we need 15 shot attempts to 18 shot attempts for Mikhail Bridges. So uh, maybe he is saying that, but he's not saying it in the moment. He's like, this has got to be a Mikhail one. It's got to be a Mikhail. Like, again, the flow of the game, that's when he's got to find it. But again, the flow, as you mentioned, is messed up. The flow was messed up tonight. Totally. I mean, this Way is off. Unbelievably winnable game. Unbelievably- how did you, really quick, how did you feel when Aiden was coming back? <laughs> like, how did you feel? Because honestly, when I saw he's back, I'm like, can you just wait one more game? I thought that I'm like, can you just wait maybe one more game? I just want to see this team against the Mavericks without him. Yeah, that's how I felt. Before Luca went out, went out, of course. That's exactly how I felt. Is I was that, like, you that's know, bad. I was like, you know what? Our next game's against the Spurs on the road. Like, give him one day to rest. Give him an extra day to rest. Because I just felt that this team was playing very well. Yeah. And you and you know that your $30 million center's coming back, and you're just like, oh, well, you know, it's like one more game. Can he sit out? Yeah, and in that because I'm I'm just like that. I'm just like that. Is exactly what I thought. I'm like, you know what? Oh, shit! Aiton's playing. Okay, well, fuck. Let's deal with it. You know, that's <laughs> so weird. I feel like I'm I'm just like I don't know. I feel fuck. out of here. That's, like, how that's exactly feel. how I feel. Yeah, that's how I feel. It's just like shit, man. This was such a winnable game. This was such a winnable game. Such a wonderful. Let's just. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. I've got like so many notes on this game, too, and I just don't feel like reading any of them. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, it's, it's funny when Aiden gets back, it's like all of a sudden you have uh, four pages instead of. Two. I know, right? I know, right? <laughs> <clears throat> well, here's, here's what was going on in the Dallas Mavericks subreddit. Uh, these Suns jerseys are sick, but I'll be damned before I ever cop one. Like, would you ever buy the jersey of an opposing team? Even though you're like, that's kind of a cool looking jersey. I'm going to buy it. Like, I want it. Like, dude, the Jazz, what a great jersey. I got to get me one oh, of that's those. A, I never even thought about that. No. I never thought about having, I mean, I, everyone has a Jordan jersey. A lot of people probably have a LeBron jersey if they're that type yeah. of player. Yeah. Yeah. But not, none of these yeah. Suns players right now. Yeah. I guess. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I just I never even would think of buying another team's jersey. I don't know. Uh, who's this Chris Kane's clown? Sounds like he's reading a book in front of the class. <laughs> oh my god, dude, that is exactly what he sounds like. He does. He's getting he's getting better. He was atrocious like the last year, but now he's getting a little bit better. But that's exactly what he sounds like. That was good. I like that. And then somebody else said, Chris Haynes sounds terrible on TV. Can't even pronounce Doncic. Stick to Twitter, my guy. So, yeah, they were like ripping Chris Haynes. I was like, but you know, they weren't he's, wrong. Yeah, but, dude, do you blame him, though? I mean, he's 
silent reporters read. Dude, don't mess up. Yeah, yeah. And you could tell he's nervous too. You can tell he's super nervous. Why uh, do you have that job then? Uh, yeah, just so stick to weird. Twitter, my guy. Uh, somebody else. I'd like to remind people that Biombo, who played much better versus us than JaVale, only got the vet minimum while we're paying JaVale $6 million a year. <laughs> where is JaVale? I, I was like, you got to look up where to see what's going on with him. I guess I can right now. He's hurt, but like how long? I don't know. But they, they said they're just punishing the Mavs in the paint, and McGee still gets no minutes. He is that trash. Well, he's their starter, too, so he would get he was, punished no matter what. Like, yeah. if he's in the game. Like yeah. against any kind of starting center except for Aiden, he get punished. Oh yeah, and again, it just it's just funny how so many people wanted to bring back uh, Javale McGee, and it's just like, well, let's see what the market dictates. And they're like, starting center, it's like, whoa, whoa, hey, you can have him, baby, you can have him. He's all yours. Somebody then said, uh, at least we can show this game to every casual to show them why Luca has such a high usage rate, which is true. Uh, Wayne Wright's shoulder tattoos give me nightmares. <laughs> uh the suns have some trash call me mad but this is a winnable game well it was a winnable game and you won it um sarge looks like bizarro steven adams i can cut yeah it. that's good man i Aiden like that one. shitty footwork Aiden's shot selection is funny <laughs> barkling going on Aiden not going off and i'm all here for it Seven-foot, bulky Aiden not being able to take advantage of our small lineup is one of the softest things in a big man I've ever seen. This is coming from the opposition. No, I know. Uh, The issue with letting Dinwiddie take over more is with Luke on the court. All right, hold on. This is a good observation, too. The issue with letting Dinwiddie take over more with Luke on the court to help take the burden off of him is that Luca literally stands in the corner at the top of the key and does nothing. No cuts, no screens, no off-ball movement whatsoever. Whereas when it's all Luca, at least Spence moves without the ball and sets back screens, etc. If Luca could ever learn how to play off the ball, I think it would complete his game outside of better free throw shooting. Because a lot of the people were saying that, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie's starting to cook in this game. A lot of the Mavericks fans are like, "Well, why don't, you know, they just let him do this more?" And it's because when Luka Doncic doesn't have the ball, he becomes James Harden. He's like, I'll just stand and watch. I'll just stand and watch. Yeah. Can you imagine being his teammate too? And like trying to do something offensively, like, Hey, maybe I can help you out. And he's like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Sure. That's how he plays. And that's, that's why we talked about last pod. You can't have anybody on his team. You can't get another superstar because he's not going to want to play with anybody. They won't want to play with him either. A hundred percent. Because again, like it's not engaging it's not engaging basketball, right? So again, that's you know that's the challenge. Like, oh well, yeah, this this should make perfect sense. It's like if the usage rate so high, so Mavericks fans were very happy with what they saw, like because you know part of them are like, oh hey, this is what it would be like life without Luca. Interesting. And the last thing on the subreddit stakeout, Cam Johnson looks like he picks his nose and eats boogers. <laughs> he does. He does. He, does he looks like a bat too. He does. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. What else do you have in your notes, Matthew? Nothing, but really quick. Um, when we're talking about the TNT guys at halftime and they're going in on Aiden. Oh yeah. Um, they do this to every guy. They used to do this to Joel for forever oh, until yeah. Joel woke up and became a monster. Remember, Joel used to get shit on all the time by those guys, and it's not really Big being time. shit on. 
I mean, Shaq talked it's held, about it's being held accountable. It is. Shaq talked about millions of times in the pregame. I don't know if you watched the pregame thing where they did the all-star picks and Donovan Mitchell's an all-star starter. And then he came on the show and Shaq is just, you know, he's like, I gave you a lot of crap and, but it comes from love. And I just want to make sure that you actually improve and, you know, stuff like that, just being kind of a mentor thing. But he's like, I did it to Dwayne Wade. I did it to all the guys. You can believe it or not, whatever, but that's the same thing like we do. Like we shit on him or whatever. Like you can mm-hmm. do the 2020 game, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But you just notice like what he can do better. So that's why that's why we are the way we are. But also they just they hit on it a lot. It's crazy. They see it too. And I believe a lot that they said. Well, and Eddie Johnson sees it too, right? Like everyone sees it. Yeah. You know, and that's the frustration to me is is some people they just they refuse to see it. They, ref- they, they think that DeAndre Ayton is just like this great player. And it's like, no, he's a person with great potential. He's not a consistently great player. And I get it. A lot of NBA players are like that. And that's what fan bases are built upon. It's literally sitting around. That's why it's fun to go on the subreddit stakeout. Because you get to see not only how the opposition and their fan base looks at our team, but how they look at their own. And how they dissect their own players. And you can sit there and you can almost have this affinity for what they're saying. Because you can identify the guys on your team. And you see it through a, the same lens. When they start going in on like JaVale McGee, it's kind of like us and Dario, you know? Although we have a little bit more of an endearing spirit towards Dario, other than the fact that in some games he could be trash. Like tonight, he was trash. He, he was in there for three minutes. They targeted him on every play because they are a perimeter-based team and he can't really guard the perimeter. They watched the film. Remember I they said it's going to be film. tough when they're watching film now on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dario puts together some few performances. The, the scouts watch the film. They go, okay, mm-hmm. listen, just do a switch and attack. Guess what? Switch and attack. Exactly what they did. So that's what, you know, again, so many people, well, what makes DeAndre Ayton such a leverage point is, again, things that we've talked about in the past. One, he talks a lot of talk, but he doesn't walk any of the walk. It's how he doesn't hold himself accountable on the court. It's how he takes plays off. It's a bad shooting night like tonight. But again, I think the thing that truly pissed me off in this game was when he started to yell at Ish Wainwright for not taking a three after he passed it to him. It was like, it was so frustrating to me to see him like sit there. It's like, dude, you suck tonight. Don't start yelling at your fellow teammates. Remember when Devin Booker used to do that kind of shit? Remember when Devin oh, Booker? Yeah. We, we he would, he would literally just, he would literally just throw the ball out of bounds and then yell at a player for not being where that player was. It used to drive me nuts. Yeah. So Black, Black Sunday in the chat, thank you for the super chat. It says Aiden just said he feels sick and felt dizzy out there at times. Then why did you play? It's a great question. If you're not feeling, if you're not feeling great, let the coach know. I'm sure he'll have you sit down. But don't don't give me don't give me bullshit excuses. Well, maybe that's on Monty too. I mean, you see the guys struggling. Like you can just take them out or just keep them in the game, I guess. But then just focus the shift the focus on Mikhail or something. You know what I mean? On these guys out there that are ready to play, that they they've been in sync. Um, I like subreddit stakeout where they said about his footwork. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It was, it, well, and that was right been after that. Though he doesn't have footwork, he just has these little. Even when he does a little jump shot thing, man, it's like a little fake. But it's like, what kind of fake is that? You know what I mean? Like he just does these things in routine that don't really work on the court. It's just, I don't know. Here we go again, Aiden. No, no, but you're right though. <laughs> it's like he has the he has the he has the footwork of somebody who goes against practice coaches all day long. Mm-hmm. There's no physicality to it. It's not like he steps into anybody and tries to move them off their spot. He always exactly. lets people move him yeah. off of his spot. And yeah, <laughs> really, really, Justin, Void accusing Aiden of lying about being sick is a bit extreme. Have you? I don't think worked? he was sick. 
I don't think he was sick there the whole time. Of- I think he was just out. I think they're like, you need to go home and regroup. Maybe we are we back. we are so extreme here. We're just we're so extreme. <laughs> we're, we're, gonna start, we're gonna start wearing goggles like we're we're skiing down the slopes because we're so extreme, Matthew. Mm. Um, what other notes did you have on this game? Uh, so I talked about the cold second. Um, the trade that, that they brought so up. Frustrating. Um, the trade that was talked about by Chris Haynes, where he said Rui and the J. Rui coming to Phoenix and Jay going to Milwaukee, basically. And then between the Suns and the Milwaukee, something happened there. I didn't hear about that till today's game. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Um, of course, Jay would go to the Milwaukee Bucks and win. Well, that's still in the works. So, so Rumor is stupid. that's still in the works is they're just looking for that third team. Okay. And then um, what else did I have on here, man? I had Justin, I am irresponsible. I don't give a shit. <sighs> Is it, I, wait, is this real? See, I don't understand if you guys are really talking like shit. Like this, no, is everyone's real? being yeah, everyone's being right. suspicious. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, me, Dan, and Justin are on, a, on. We're on a text thread too. I'm just, I'm like, I'm an asshole. But yeah, oh, I didn't well. think it was anything serious. But like, I don't want people to get the wrong idea and be like, "Wow, these guys fucking hate each other." Like calling each other pussies and stuff on Twitter over Aiden. Yeah, that's, that's how much happens. we care, right? That's all the notes I have. I that's don't how much we care. I knew we would be talking about. Aiden I had, I had. Uh, does Damian Lee need to stop fishing? He tries to bait the refs into fouls, doesn't get the call, or it's an offensive t- foul. What do you think? Saw that a few times. Where has he been? Just shoot your shot, man. Don't do anything else. We've been I, saying that all season long. Don't do anything else. I put this. I'm like, you know what? We're allowed to have at least one of these guys, and typically it's Chris Paul. So. Stick to stick to shooting the threes, Damian Lee. We don't need you out there fishing <laughs> yes. for fouls because he did it like a couple times and he got one. He was called for a foul, and the other one he was called for an offensive foul. I'm like, come on, man, just like Chris yeah. Paul's back, dude. We don't your need you goal, to be that guy. Your goal is again the three point contest. Keep jacking him up, man. Yeah. Like he's what is he still shooting fifty percent? Something crazy? Like just keep yeah. So shooting he's him, so man. now he's like not shooting him. You know he was oh Damian Lee played eighteen minutes tonight. How many shot attempts did he have? Two. None. Zero. None. That's bullshit, Yikes. man. No, yeah. I know it is. I know. I'm telling you, everything is off right now, this game. And I think it's going to take some time. And we're going to go back to Aiden a few more games or so. But I really do think that it's throwing everybody off, whether it's a good thing or not. You can tell just the whole chemistry thing, all of it's kind of in disarray. But I just, I hate the way that I'm feeling about this team right now. And it might just be because of Aiden, but. It's going to affect all these guys. And it really is. We're going to be talking different about all these guys in the next few weeks, man. And then you got to wait till book comes back. It's going to be the same thing. It's going to be, you know, ricocheting off of Aiden onto everybody else. And we're going to see how we end up in a few weeks. It's the flow, man. The flow's all messed up. So he's, he's got to, you got to earn it, DA. You got to get back in there. You know, you got to stop fake being sick. Yeah. Just, stop faking your migraines, dude. Yeah, dude. Like, faking those. Yeah. It's like Matthew. Matthew, you want to, you come on the pod tonight? No, man, I got a migraine. I get a migraine. I'm like, oh, faker. He's such a faker. <laughs> All right, well, let's let us let us try to find some silver lining in here. Let's let's try. Jam star of the game. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here's a reminder. We didn't miss the final rebounds. We just are holding him accountable for it. So hit the thumbs up button while you're here. Subscribe, rate, and review. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. And let us know who your jam star of the game is. Uh, Matthew, did you go first? No, I think you did. 
And it's your turn to go. All right, my turn. I'm going to go with uh, DeAndre. And anytime you do put up those numbers, 19 to 20. I'm cutting Matthew off. He's he, I, he's off the podcast. He's officially off. He's been he's been kicked off the podcast. Uh, it's going to be me the rest of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Fall to the abyss. I'm going to give to Cameron Johnson. He should have hit the game tying three. <laughs> they tried to foul him on that play. Did you see that? Cameron Johnson? The yeah, one where... The- the, when we were down four, Cameron Johnson had the ball. He was going to shoot it, and he passed it. And they're yeah. like, but we fouled him. And then Chris Paul missed a shot. Um, now I'm with you. I, I got to give it to Cameron Johnson. Like every t- His shot is so smooth. You forget like what it's like to see a quick-release, smooth shooter who goes in almost every time. Damian Lee does that when he actually decides to shoot the ball. But Cameron Johnson has that. Like Cameron Johnson, Damian Lee, they should have just been chucking the threes. Why? Is, how many fucking threes did Ish Wainwright take in this game? Dude, we still one, shot one of five. Though. We still shot thirty-two, man. I just a lot of it. They just want to go in. It's just it mentally was in. You're the right. Way mentally, you're right. Their but breakdowns. when you have Ish Wainwright and Josh Okogie combined for one of nine from beyond the arc, and Damian Lee and Cameron Johnson combined for five of seven because Cameron Johnson went five for seven. It's like shit, man. And and I get that. Like defensive switches. You know, the, the open guy takes the shot, and it's going to be Ish Wainwright and Josh Kogi if you're playing the defense right. Well, guess what? They played their defense right, but man. I mean, you could talk about even Saban Lee, Dwayne Washington. Washington's kind of just falling off completely. Saban Lee is kind of shrinking now. He didn't have anything. I mean, he played four minutes, nothing. But um, defenses are figuring him out. He's trying a little too hard out there, but he just he missed that layup where he was wide open. He did DeAndre Ayton where he passed the ball out right away when he was underneath the hoop. So you can tell everybody's a little off, dude. Yeah. Hey, everybody's off. Everybody's off. Was it Memorial <laughs> Day weekend? Yes. Shit. What do we got next, Matthew? Who's coming up for the Phoenix Suns? Spurs? Thank Spurs. God. All right, let's go lose this game. So Saturday, 6 p.m., obviously the Spurs, one of the worst teams in the NBA. But you know what? They probably have Jakob Pertl. He'll own fucking DeAndre in the next game. Yeah. And then we have to sit here and talk about how DeAndre sucks against Jakob Pertl and 10 people in the chat. I'll be like, but DeAndre ain't, man. Like, I love him. He went to the same college I did. Hey, you know what? Next game, we're going to be all over Aiden's dick. You know we will. We'll be right there with uh, Dan Duarte blowing him because he'll probably have a good game. That's just how this goes. I'm there for it. Let's blow. Yeah. Let's let's do it, dude. I'm I mean, sure it'll take go. three dudes. I'm pretty sure it'll take three of us to get that thing down. <laughs> dude, Black Sunday, how much money do you have? Dude, dude? Thank you, Black Sunday, for another thank super you, chat. Man, I wish I could pay you back. He goes, he goes, did you guys listen to uh Flex latest podcast? I haven't yet. I actually didn't know that they, they released one. Um, he said he thinks this Suns team fully healthy can win the chip. Y'all believe that? We need a second guy to go beside book that can get us a bucket. Do you think if this team's fully healthy that they can win the championship, Matthew? Oh my God, dude. Um, I don't know why I know the nuggets are good. I don't know why they're still the favorite. I think this is my prediction. If we get healthy and we look like what we did before Aiden comes back, but with Aiden and he was the fourth or fifth op- fifth option on that, uh, on the, on the offense, whatever. And then he can just grab boards, um, do his thing that he was doing last season. And maybe we get one more guy. I think we have a chance, but that's only if the Pelicans aren't fully healthy. I think the Pelicans are going to kill everybody in the playoffs if they're fully healthy. I really think they're impossible to beat. This Suns team 
tonight just reminded me of last year's playoffs, dude, the way they played. So I'm scared right now. But before, I'm like, if they could stay healthy, they have a shot. They do have a shot. It's just not it's not gonna I, I, I agree. If if we're fully healthy, we definitely have a shot at the chip. And I'm with you. The team that scares me the most is the New Orleans Pelicans. It's not the Denver Nuggets. It just isn't. But but that Pelicans team is stacked with all of the right kind of talent. They've got a distributor. They've got an interior presence. They got the wing presence. They got the defensive yeah. wing presence. They got they have the bench. They're hungry. They're feisty. Uh, the Eastern Conference, the Celtics can be scary, but they're up and down. Milwaukee scares the shit out of me because Giannis, I've, I've seen that up close and personal, what that can be. You know, so to, to flex his point, can they win a championship? Yes, they can. Will they? Will they? I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be tough, but you know what trade's going to happen as soon as the eighth rolls around when Ishbia's accepting his award for being the new owner. Whatever is going to happen, you know what I mean? I think there'll <laughs> yeah. be a trade. The new owner for award. Sure. Did you see that? So Matt Ishbia is going to take over the Phoenix Suns effective the 8th of February. The trade deadline's the 9th. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm sure he put... Remember, he was going to have it till after. He had to, like, pull some strings or something. He's like, get me in there, because these guys need me. They need me for something. I, he better, he better I come in and make, make happens, something dude. happen. Like, get, just get rid of Jay Crowder. I'm pretty sure Jay's going to go to, like, a East Coast championship contender team. Oh, he is. Mil- Mil- he'll end up in Milwaukee. If you Why look do you at care as much about him? What's that? Because <laughs> because he, because he's taking up our payroll and it's an asset that's not yeah, I know, utilized. I know. And we could use it right now. We can. No other teams ever cared though. All their fan bases when he left are like, all right, good riddance. I don't really give this sh- that much. It's because you know I mean? he left on normal accords. They didn't have to sit and think about him for four months. True. Yeah. You know, it's like so, having a dead carcass in your. It uh, is, and it just smells all yeah, the time. You're in your like, apartment. Why is that thing tweeting in all caps? <laughs> like, I just don't yeah. understand it. But I, I think Milwaukee's where he'll end up. It's it it's makes the most sense, right? It, a championship contender. Some they just lost Bobby Portis to I think it was a PCL injury, which isn't major, but it's th- it's two to four weeks potentially. It's a month of the season. They need him, and when that happened, you don't want to. You, you're not happy when you see players get injured. But when I saw that, I go that really that that puts the Bucks on more of a clock, if you will, because they're going to need in an effort to, you know, essentially just survive over there in the East, they could definitely use a Jay Crowder type individual. Now, again, the, the Bucks are 31 and 17. They're three games out of first place in the Eastern Conference. They're currently the number three seed. The Brooklyn Nets are chirping right behind them, as are the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are both two games back of the Milwaukee Bucks as we record this. So, yeah, getting a Jay Crowder is something that all of a sudden – the leverage is a little bit out of their court, but can't, you know, I go back to the same conversation I had on the last podcast. Can James Jones have the ability to close a deal with Jay Crowder? Will it, it remains to be seen remains to be. Yeah. Seen. And if you're looking at the East too, the, the Celtics, the Bucks, the Nets, even the Cavs, I would take them over a lot of these Western teams. Um, besides the Pelicans, I over the Grizzlies, over the Nuggets, not Golden State. I'm still taking Golden State to come out of the West over the Sun. I think they're going to be like the team to beat for sure. Golden State. I, mean, I, I just said Golden State and the Pelicans until the until the Pelicans can actually beat Golden State or the Suns can beat them, then maybe. But Golden State always scares me, man. But did you watch they they won the game last night? Like they just find a way to win, man. It's who it's did they play last night? I feel like I was watching the Celtics. It. 
Celtics had that game, and then they all of a sudden yeah, Steph Curry that one. gets kicked out of the game. He's ejected, and they still win. They played the so, Celtics I don't know. last night. Yeah. No, that can't be right. I could I could have swore I was watching because I saw. Oh, I'm sorry, the Grizzlies. Gri- no, the Celtics, that's right. The yes. Celtics were playing the. Who did they play last night? Well, I, I, I watched the, the Celtics. The Celtics lose. I tonight. get all fucked up. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I was watching part of that game, and then I stopped watching it. Uh, just because the Grizzlies kind of annoy me. It's just one of those teams that just annoys me. They remind me. That it's like a team that's like DeAndre eight tonight. Just annoying me. So, well, let's sorry, not do this Jam- again, right? Let's sorry, have- Jamsters. <laughs> sorry, Jamsters. Him, I'm sorry, Dan, if I if I upset you by tweeting from our, our Sun's Jam late. session account. It's okay. I went to my normal account. And I retweeted it anyways. Um, I'm sorry. It's not personal. But I'm going to have a night because I'm pissed. You know what it's like. You guys get pissed, too. So... Thank you to everyone who hung out with us and was pissed off with me. I, I hope that this therapy session just made us matter and we go home and love our families and such, but we probably won't. We'll probably just drink a couple beers and go into work tomorrow and be sick, but still not be sick and tell oh, people we're yeah, sick. I'm not when feeling we good right now. Yeah. So whatever, whatever. We'll see you next time. You can follow me at Darth Void. You can follow Matthew. Nah, Matthew Lucy. And uh, you can follow the show at Suns Jam if you dare. And uh, again, last chance for Brightside Night. <coughs> ah, still got that cough. So annoying. Last chance for Brightside Night. Matthew and I will be at that game. So if you want to hang out with us, simply let us know. We'll be there early, 5.30. Go see James Jones. Uh, I'll, maybe I'll ask him a couple of Aiden questions. Uh, and then we'll be there at the game for Brightside Night. So if you go to sons.com backslash Brightside, you can donate $15. The Suns will match that. Sends two kids to the game. And if you donate $150, You'll get a bright side shirt just, just uh, designed by yours truly. And you'll get a couple upper level tickets. That's where Matthew and I hang out. We hang out with the poor people because we are poor people. I'm poor. I'm white trash. Yeah, I'm just trash. So I'm done. Take care, everybody. And all, all right, go shit. home and love your white trash. Yeah.